11 FM and 12:40 AM. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Andrew Wallace. Brandon Flowers announced his retirement on Instagram this morning. Flowers played in the NFL for nine seasons for the Chargers and Chiefs, but suffered a concussion last year in Week 10, which is one of the reasons cited as to why he will retire. The Jaguars have placed ex-UVA player Brandon Albert on the reserve slash retired list after a report surfaced involved stating that Albert wished to unretire and return to the Jacksonville Jaguars. VCU basketball product Lamar Taylor has pled guilty to conspiring to defraud Medicaid and evading personal income taxes. Taylor could receive up to 15 years. Redskins wide receiver Josh Doxson remains day-to-day with the strained hamstring. Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Norman, and Terrell Pryor all took a rest day sitting out the afternoon session yesterday. The team will resume camp today with a 135 practice. A.J. Cole will start tonight for the Nats in Game 2 against the Marlins. Our coverage begins at 6.30. Michael Taylor will spend a recovery week at Double-A Harrisburg before the Nats plan on bringing him back up. The Flying Squirrels start a homestand that lasts through Sunday, beginning with a 6.35 first pitch tonight against Portland. It's 12.01. You're up to date on the Richmond Sports Center, ESPN 950-1027 FM. You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the ESPN 950 app, available for your Android and iPhone. This is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, just a few blocks from training camp. Stop by for award-winning Hickory Smoked Barbecue Ribs Chicken and Signature Pulled Pork Sandwiches. Voted Best Barbecue in the City of Richmond, the State of Virginia, and soon to be the South. 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street, or online at buzzandneds.com. Good afternoon, everybody. We are here at the Redskins uh, training camp, and front of us is a uh, clinic going on for little kids uh, they are here uh I, I don't know who the counselors are but uh, they're a bunch of little kids riding around um the uh, two fields right now uh the gates don't even open till 12 30 here um i'm gonna put my weatherman hat on it is a overcast day that is slightly sticky is that a uh, decent uh, dis- uh description there andrew that sounds accurate it's it's cool too so i'm appreciating the coolness this is the first time that we've really had around 70 degree weather out here so so uh if you're heading down here there's only one practice today it's from 135 to 330 so uh and and obviously you know the team says it could be two hours but um as we saw yesterday andrew with the practice only going one hour um if you're planning to come late there's a chance that they uh may not be out here although i think i don't think they'll cut short two practices right andrew no i wouldn't imagine that that is the case and i think today with a lot of the activities that are out here right now you have the ymcf downtown doing a little bit of stuff on the field right now with one of their camps so i think today with the one practice and then tomorrow we know that there's going to be a walkthrough that's limited to just the ambassadors here that they're going to go semi-hard today at least for the first portion and i expect them to go the entirety of the scheduled session it is a game week uh, technically as we are now uh as we are now heading towards um we are now heading towards the, the game thursday night when they've got the, the baltimore ravens and uh, the team put in some work yesterday but as we heard when jameson crowder came up to uh the tent that uh 
Coach cut it short a little bit because there's a lot of banged up players and because they, uh, you know, they, I, it sounds like he was happy with what they did, but he also was not happy with all the, the, the nicks and bruises that were going on. It's a business-like week, and so far I'm not going to knock the team. I don't think that they've taken that portion of the schedule for granted, but at the very same time, you have Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Norman, Terrell Pryor taking rest days. They're not participating. You have a little jawing going on between Pryor and Bashad Breland in the earlier session in the morning. And then Breland had an effective afternoon, a very good afternoon, actually. It was all over the place. He picked off a ball and would have taken it to the house. And after the session, he took his time with the fans. He kind of sensed the media was looking to speak with him because anytime a guy gets removed from a walkthrough and then has a great afternoon practice, it's quite a turnaround and quite a story. But he took his time signing autographs and then made his way into the facility without speaking to the media. All in all, Matt, I, I've been really intrigued by Bashad Breland, but I'm not going to say he's anywhere performed as well in this camp as he did last year. No, and, and uh, the the back and forth thing, uh, the uh, the back and forth thing that's going on is uh, it's pretty crazy because. Um, you see, you know, he plays well. He doesn't play well. He reads about the headlines and everything. Um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, – it's hard to figure out what's going on in his head when it comes to, you know, how he's handling Josh Norman being here, how he's handling, you know, the media scrutiny that he's getting from time to time. Um, but he's certainly an important cog to this defense. He is, and you're right. He reacted interestingly by going on Twitter. He said, quote, character can't be a question, dot, dot, dot. So what is talent? And he tweeted that after his burst and his activity with Terrell Pryor. So I guess he's kind of referring to the fact that he maybe just feels like he's not getting enough respect from everybody around him. But at the same time, the guy is a super talented player. Really think that he is going to get it together this year, as I said yesterday on the show. But And by get it together, I mean have a all-pro caliber year. But at the same time, when he's doing all these things, I just kind of am curious as to how it affects him mentally because it's very distracting. Um, yeah, it's very distracting, and and certainly we'll see. You know, anybody that we have heard with the nicks and the bruises so far, I'm guessing they're not playing Thursday. Right. Um, anybody who has sat out of practice, you know, we heard from Jamison Crowder, he doesn't know if he's going to play on Thursday. I'm going to glean to know. Anybody who is any sort of, you know, maybe probably not Josh Doxson, probably not Jordan Reed. Well, definitely not Jordan Reed. No D'Angelo Hall. I w I'm assuming a lot of the guys who have any sort of injuries um, would uh, would be out for, for Thursday's game against the Ravens. Yeah, I concur. And right now they're over at RR, and they're taking a spin around with Dale Jr. And I think that it's, it's a case where this game is just really not that at all meaningful. It's going to be almost maybe you ramp it up slightly 2-3% from what you saw in the Hall of Fame game in terms of your actual starters playing a little bit more, but it, it'll be marginal at best. Uh, 622-0950 uh, is the phone number. 638 uh, 638-9508 is the, uh, the text line. Tweet us at midmajormat at AWOL ESPN if you want to, um, if you want to get involved. Um, we, uh, as, as Andrew mentioned, a bunch of the players are uh, over at uh, RIR riding with Dale Jr. Um, and uh, that's going to be a very interesting experience. We heard a little bit from Josh Norman yesterday when he was talking about, uh, 
you know, riding in the car and everything. And uh, I think that's kind of interesting and a nice little experience to tie in the two big things here in the city. Yeah, we know how much Dale loves the Redskins. He's enamored with the team. He refers to himself as the number one fan of the team. We've also seen a little bit of news coming out from Mayor LeVar Stoney, who has said that the city is trying to renegotiate the training camp deal with the Skins. We know it's an eight-year deal. We're in year five, so time is running out on that. LeVar Stoney actually elaborated. He said, it's not the deal that I would have negotiated, so you can read into that how you want. But if they're able to come up with a compromise with the Redskins and get something that benefits both the city and the team, more so this time on the end of the city, I think, because the team certainly had the benefit of the, the edge on the deal the last time, but Stoney said that he believes that the Redskins want to make the deal better for Richmond, and that certainly can only mean good things moving forward. Well, yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time, is that it's a good deal to have the team here, but yeah. the, uh, the peripherals of the deal uh, do not work out very well for the city because, you know, it's not as much of a local presence here in the city. The fields probably should be used more when the team's not here, and uh, there should be more promotion and stuff that involved in the city and more tying in of various uh, hotels and places with, to the training camp and Unfortunately, the team is not getting the opportunity to do a lot of that stuff. And they're trying to do more of the stuff in terms of getting people or businesses involved with the inside portion of the facility. But it took them up until, what, four years into the deal to really start renting that out and making that available. And we still have heard complaints about what's going on in terms of the, the price for getting that room rented out for an event. Uh, yes, and uh, so coming up over these two hours, so we are here for two hours, then Bob is here for two hours. Greg is back in the studio because today's practice is only uh, 1.35 to 3.30. Coming up in about uh, uh, five, ten minutes or so, we will talk Dallas Cowboys as we continue our opponent previews. Uh, Michael Sizemore of the Dallas Cowboys blog, um, boy, uh, whatever it is, you know, Blogging the Boys. Blogging the Boys. Blogging the Boys. Michael Sizemore will join us. Uh, he covers the Cowboys for Blogging the Boys. And then at uh, 1245, uh, uh, Jack Wang will join us. He covers the Chargers for the L.A. Daily News, the Ocean City, not Ocean City, the Orange County Register, and the rest of the Southern California News Group. As uh, he will, That will be our next two opponent previews, and then we will have two left that we will do on Saturday and Sunday as we barrel through the Redskins schedule. Uh, we'll also play you some sound at some point from um, RIR, as I'm sure everybody's probably speaking over there, Dale Jr., and the players who are involved over there. Um, also, we will have uh, Coach Gruden's press conference, which I'm uh, guessing is about 1.15 or so, as he usually has uh, before practice. Andrew's interview with Zach Pascal from yesterday. Um, so a lot to get to uh, over these two hours. And as I said, Bob will be here from 2 to 4. Uh, and so he'll bring you what's going on during the practice. And then Greg will have the post-practice recap uh, from 4 to 6 uh, back at the studio. Of course, we have to get into this Brandon Albert story. Um, Brandon Albert is, uh, according to this, Brandon Albert has been placed on the reserve retire list, which means the Jaguars retain his rights because he's under uh, contract with them for two more seasons. If he was to unretire, the Jaguars would have the first option of his services. If they no longer want him, he would go through the waiver process. And if no team claimed him, he would become a free agent. Certainly a weird story with regards to Brandon Albert. I, I really don't get what's going on here. It seems as if at first maybe it was a little bit of a bluff from Albert that backfired. And Jacksonville really controls everything now. So I don't think that he, he's going to suit up for the Jags. I really just don't expect that to happen. I'm not exactly sure what his motivation was in order to make this ploy at this stage in the season. We know he wasn't at OTAs. So... 
it is very strange, Matt. In a word, it is probably one of the weirder stories we've seen so far this offseason. Yeah, and ironically, it uh, came around the same time as when uh, reports were surfacing about Brandon Flowers uh, retiring. And uh, I kind of, I kind of agree with the decision that Brandon Flowers should retire. Look, I, I understand that he's been very good. Uh, the Hokie corner when he first came into the NFL was very good for the Chiefs and the Chargers. But towards the back end of his career, it was a lot of injuries. There was a lot of concussions and a situation where it's probably for the best. You know, he started out by playing uh, 15, 15, uh, 14, 15, 15, 16, 15 games for the Chiefs, and then it became 13, 14, 11, 6. So, um, you know, probably a good idea by Brandon Flowers. I think so, and you really look at him. He's the type of guy who his speed has kind of dropped a little bit. Matt mentioned the problems with concussions and I think that that's key right now you're seeing a lot of guys and this is something we've talked about on this station a lot a lot of guys who are, are calling it quits a little bit earlier because they are concerned with what playing in the league could mean for them down the line I'm talking in you know your 50s and 60s and this is a guy with priorities he's going to make moves elsewhere he's got things going on outside of football nine years in the NFL for two franchises that are absolutely top class organizations and I think that concussion in week 10 kind of last year kind of scared him I think he from everything I've read was just very aware of the ramifications for having another concussion and playing this season and the interest wasn't necessarily there for him from other franchises to play so he just took his time and said goodbye well that and I'm sure the free agency uh, interest wasn't there for Brandon I mean I'm sure that you know Everybody kind of sees it. He's getting up in age a little bit in terms of the NFL. He's 31. Uh, he's in his 10th season. And uh, so, I mean, you know, he's not going to get a ton of interest. So he's like, all right, that's it. You know, it's a good time for me to back out and kind of call it a quit, call it a career. And uh, he, he played really well when he first started. So, uh, you know, it's a shame that it kind of went this direction. Yeah, and it's, it's a guy who really was at Virginia Tech when things were going great. And he was one of the guys that I think – you remember being at least maybe not an original member of the whole DBU concept, but one of the first players to help that DBU mantle grow into national prominence. So uh, let's take a timeout live from uh, the Bon Secours Washington Redskins Training Center. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Coming up, we will continue our opponent previews. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys as uh, we find out what's going up, uh, going on in Big D. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. This is Big Al. I'm sitting here with the barbecue baron of the boulevard and West Broad, and that's Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Tell us, if you would, what you've learned from traveling around. Lots of technique, and that's always important. That's why you travel, and that's why you look at styles and, and, and uh, pits, and, and it only took uh, 20 years to get going. You've even researched barbecue recipes back 150 years? Some of the recipes that we use... Mm -hmm. Uh, go back 150 years. You know, barbecue is barbecue. It's uh, If it's made with wood or charcoal, it's real barbecue. They were doing that during the caveman era. It's just different styles and different equipment and different methods began to be used by, especially in different states. Mm -hmm. You'll see a big difference in the way things are cooked yeah. and the sauces that they use. It's an interesting thing, and, and then you have to develop something that's yours. That's what we've done. Two locations in town, as you know, 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street for Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. While a typical tennis match lasts about two and a half hours, the ball is in play only about 20 minutes of that time. Town Bank, this is your town. This is your bank. 
Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This report is brought to you by Compassion International. Never thought of yourself as a hero. That's what you'll be for a child in poverty when you become a sponsor with Compassion International. To find out how you can release a child from poverty right now, go to Compassion.com slash radio. City Dogs is the proud sponsor of Sportphone with Big Al, live from Washington Redskins training camp, heard daily from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Get ready for Carpool Karaoke, the series. What are the chances? From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Nancy O'Dell with the ET Radio Minute. George and I know. The origins of Carpool Karaoke began when Late Late Show host James Corden did a sketch with George Michael for a 2011 Red Nose Day special. The premise is that Corden invites famous musical guests to help him get to work by joining him as he drives to the studio. Do they call you Jennifer or do they call you J-Lo or do they call you Jenny? What does one call you? The recurring segment has become a viral sensation. The one with Adele has received over 164 million views as of last month. Now starting today, Apple Music has adopted it as a new streaming series. It feels good, doesn't it, Reggie? It feels dynamite! <laughs> there are 16 half-hour episodes in total and will include Corden, Will Smith, Miley Cyrus, Shakira, John Legend, and Queen Latifah, just to name a few. Karaoke. Carpool Karaoke, the series, is streaming now exclusively on Apple Music. And you can catch The Late Late Show with James Corden weeknights after The Late Show with Stephen Colbert on CBS. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Nancy O'Dell. I'm Dana Lash with NRA Carry Guard. I carry my firearm every day. I pray I'll never be forced to use it. But if I do, I know NRA Carry Guard will have my back. I can choose up to a million dollars in insurance back protection, plus a special attorney referral network to give me the representation I need. Learn more and sign up today at nracarry.com or call 1-866-NRA-1234 to become an NRA Carry Guard member today. Katie, where's your Jergens? My lotion? Here in the shower. In the shower? I use Wet Skin Moisturizer from Jergens. It's a lotion that works with water to instantly lock in moisture from my shower. My skin stays soft and luminous all day without a heavy, sticky feel. It's all-day moisture made simple. Well, I did always teach you to enjoy the simple things in life. Can I borrow your Jergens Wet Skin Moisturizer? Of course, Mom. Jergens, let your beautiful shine. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. NFC East rivals. Out of conference action. The NFL season is a 17-week climb. Who stands in the Redskins' path on their way to a playoff spot? This is today's opponent preview. Opponent preview. Welcome back to the Midday Show, ESPN 1.7 FM. Uh, we are here at training camp. Practice begins at 1.35 this afternoon, just the one practice out here at Redskins Park. And uh, we continue our opponent previews. And uh, week 13, uh, Thursday night football in Dallas, November 30th at 8.25 is the second meeting. Week 8 is the first meeting in Washington, D.C. Let's bring on from bloggingtheboys.com, Michael Sizemore. Michael, how's it going? Hey. 
Pretty good. How are you guys? Good, Michael. Uh, obviously, covering the team, I guess the first story we have to touch on is the Ezekiel Elliott uh, story. Um, what are you hearing about when we might hear a decision, and what do you expect to get uh, a suspension or not? Well, who knows when we're actually going to hear about it. This has been something that's been going on for over a year now. Uh, but I will say that, uh, that it seems like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. I don't know if there's if there's enough to really suspend him on, because if you think about all the cases that are the, the, the actual domestic violence case was, you know, was pretty much thro- uh, was was thrown out and um, there was not enough evidence. And they had witnesses that said that if that didn't go down the way it did. They had, had Ezekiel Elliott handed over his, his phone and text messages that had uh, things on there from the girlfriend um, at the time. Well, then you also have the fact that everything that's pretty much led up to this, there, there, Zeke has not been necessarily guilty or found guilty of anything, and I just don't know if the NFL wants to jump on that precedent and start Doing, th- doing things like that, making rulings based on things that they haven't found. So uh, Jerry Jones says that he doesn't believe that a suspension is coming. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think a suspension could come because the NFL does not really care about how how they, the NFL only cares about how they are perceived. And they and if they see that that Zeke Elliott is you know doing things that they that they deem uh, that is detrimental to the league, they can make a suspension. So um, I would say I would lean on the fact that I think that there might be a suspension, but I don't. But I think it would be like a one-game suspension, and that's it. Let's uh, let's go on the field. The team, uh, obviously a run-first team, and uh, there were some changes up front on the offensive line. Do you expect the same success with some of the new members on the uh, offensive line? I do, actually. I think that the offensive line is going to be better. Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, Ron Leary is going to be a hard guy to uh, – to, to lose there, but uh, he went on to Denver. I do think that they have people in place. Uh, they have The three all-pros are still on the team. They didn't lose anybody that was all-pro. They didn't lose anybody that was a pro bowler either. So you think about uh, Doug Free retiring. They got Lyle Collins there. He was a uh, first-round he, he first uh, – could have been a first-round pick had he not had his issues uh, before the draft uh, that were found that he had nothing to do with it. Uh, but the, he would have been a first round. He's a first round talent. Then you also have the three the three all pros that they have in Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and Tyron Smith still there. Um, and I think you have Jonathan Cooper was a first round pick. He might, he has uh, a chance to be the left guard there. Um, if you look at this past preseason game that they had just against the Cardinals, even the backup offensive line didn't give up a single sack. And that was with guys like Robert Kendici and um, and their first round pick Hassan Reddick on the field. So. I, I just think that this offensive line might might have some time to, to take to get to gel, but I think the three all pros being there, I think that they're going to be able to disguise anything that anybody will have. And I think Lyle Collins doesn't really have very many deficiencies, and I think he's going to be great as a right tackle. So I, I think that at, at the end of the day, I think the offensive line will be better than what they were last year. It's year two of the Dak Prescott era, which means the media members who were kind of on the fence about him last year have either – gone for him this year or they're chalking up this coming season to a sophomore slump in terms of they expect him to have poor play what do you think you're going to get out of Dak Prescott in year two well see in order to have Dak, like those the people that say that Dak Prescott's going to have a sophomore slump in order to have a sophomore slump he has to be a quarterback that he's not he has to make mistakes he has to he has to throw the ball um he has to throw the ball up there and let, and and have it be in the um, in in the way of getting intercepted, and that's just not 
the type of player he is. He's he's very he's a very smart player. Uh, he's also he's also a very he, he's very protective of the football. So I think that you're going to see a lot of um, if you if you look at play action, that's what the Cowboys like to do. Play action. Dak Prescott was better than any quarterback in the league in play action. Uh, he he had the best percentages of any quarterback in the league in play action. So in order to have a sophomore slump, you're going to have to get Dak Prescott to do things that he doesn't do. And I just don't see that. I just don't see that happen. I think Dak Prescott he might not have. The, the the same type of year that he had is he going to throw 23 touchdowns to four interceptions probably not he'll probably throw a few more interceptions but he'll also probably throw a few more touchdowns so I just don't see the sophomore slump talk based on nothing is what it's based on so I don't see a sophomore slump coming especially with the people saying oh well Dak Prescott was only good because his team was so good well hello his team is the same so I don't see how you're how you're going to have a sophomore slump coming out of something like that. I think Dak Prescott will continue to get better. Um, I think that he might have more he might have more interceptions, but he'll probably also have more touchdowns. He'll probably also have more pass attempts. So I think that with those things, I think Dak Prescott will will get better. I don't see him having a sophomore slump because I think that would take him being the quarterback that he just isn't. Dallas added a guy in the draft that really intrigues me for multiple reasons in the form of Ryan Switzer because. There's so many parallels between Cole Beasley and, and Switzer, and then you look at the career at UNC that he had in terms of not only being a good slot option for the Tar Heels, but also being a great special teams player, and it looks like the Cowboys are already considering using him as one of their kick returners. What do you see when you watch Ryan Switzer at practice? It's crazy because Ryan Switzer is not necessarily the fastest guy but he just knows how to make people miss. I, I don't understand. Like he, he's he's just really agile. He's quick, and like Cole Beasley, that's kind of what Cole Beasley does. But I see Ryan Switzer in a lot of reasons. In a lot of ways, I see Ryan Switzer more of like Julian Edelman. I think he plays with a little more toughness. I think he's aggressive about it. And um, I think you know people people talk about his uh, kick returning duties. But you just mentioned how he was at UNC. I mean, he was Mitch Trubisky's best receiver. Uh, he, he was catching everything. So he had over 1,000 a a thousand yards of receiving, and you're also putting him out there to catch, catch kicks. And I think the Cowboys, what they've had the, over the last couple of years is, is Lucky Whiteheads and, and, and other guys that have been their returners. They just don't, they don't add anything dynamic to that game. And I think that Ryan Switzer is one of those guys just because he, he's so quick. He, he knows how to find creases and, and knows how to find ways to get – to get through and knife through the special teams. I just, I mean, he almost set the NCAA record. So I, I just see a guy that not only is going to be good as a, as a, as a kick returner, as a punt returner, but I think that he's going to give them something extra that they haven't had over there in that, in that position since uh, Dwayne Harris left. So I think that he'll be good there, but I also think that putting him on the field at the same time with Cole Beasley is going to be, you're going to see that a lot because those are two guys that are hard, hard to cover. Uh, those slot guys have become really, really difficult for teams to deal with in this league. And, uh, I mean, Cole Beasley, they talk about it every day out at Cowboys training camp. He's uncoverable. You just can't cover the guy because you can't – you've got to put somebody on him that's, a, that's his size and speed. And if you don't, I mean, he's going to beat linebackers. They're going to beat those types of players. So I think Ryan Switzer is just another – he's another type of gadget player that I think that they're going to be able to use that's going to be – really difficult, especially to stop the Cowboys on third down. 
Michael Sizemore of bloggingtheboys.com. Uh, we have one other wide receiver that we'd uh, like to touch on. The local proc, Brian Brown, got a bunch of action in that first game uh, for the Dallas Cowboys in the preseason. Has uh, Brian Brown done anything good to stand out in practice? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Brian Brown, one of his best attributes is his, he he's kind of like, I'm not going to say that he is Des Bryant, but he's kind of like Des Bryant in a way of he can go up and get the football. So Cooper Rush, you know, he, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but you saw that Brian Brown was one of the most targeted receivers at the, the at the Cowboys preseason game. Like he was one of the most the most targeted. I think he had three receptions for like twenty yards. But Brian Brown, he can go up and get the football. He's big enough. He's he's athletic enough. I, I think that he's looked really good in these practices. I think that he's won a lot of his uh, his battles. And I just think that um, he, it's going to be hard for him to make the team, but uh, because of all the receiving talent that they do have. But I, I think that he's well on his way to making a case for himself because. If he can play well on special teams, and he can go up and get the ball like he did, I, I think that you're going to have you're going to have somebody that uh, will. If he doesn't make this team, he might make somebody else's team. For all the for all the positives the D, the offense has had, uh, the defense is a huge question mark. Whether it's the suspensions to the guys up front, the the question marks in the secondary. Um, give me your overall assessment of how you think this defense might be this season. Well, I think the defense can be a little better than people think. Um, I think they're they're young. They're very young, so they're going to have to they're going to have to do they're going to have to learn quickly, and uh, they're going to have to progress quickly. But I think uh, that you see the defense that they have. You you see guys that are in place. I know David Irving is suspended for four games um, for the first four games, but you still got Demarcus Lawrence there. You still got Tyron Crawford there. It's just relatively unknown. You have a relatively unknown defense. If I say it this way all the time. The Giants spent $200 million on their defensive line last year. The Cowboys had more sacks than they did. So I, I, don't, I, I think that it's well, it's a little bit overblown. I think the defense is really young, but I think that they spent a lot of money in the, or spent a lot of resources, I should say, in the secondary. And you see guys like Chidobe Awuzie, he showed out in the first preseason game, almost had a pick six. I just think um, you got Sean Lee there. He's an all-pro linebacker. Jalen Smith has looked way better at these practices than any of us imagined. Uh, he's probably going to have something to do with that. Uh, then you also you also have Taco Charles in the first-round pick. Um, I, I think that the defense will will be. I think that they will be better than they were last year. But I still think that they're going to that it's going to take a year or two before they get to that moment to where we're like, oh, maybe this defense actually is pretty good. Uh, but I do think that they. The way that they, the, the best thing that they are good, the, the best thing that they are good at is hustling to the ball. I think that's the Rod Marinelli type of defense, and they will hustle to the ball. They will make plays to the ball. They will be better than people expect them to be, but they won't be, you know, top ten, top five quality defense. I don't have much concern about the front seven. I, I do have concern about the secondary. You touch on a woozy, they go with four guys in the draft there in terms of adding to that secondary. Who are some other unknowns that might? have to step into the spotlight in that DB group? Well, I tell you what, Marquez White, the six-round pick from Florida State, has looked really good in these uh, practices. I mean, he's picked off some quarterbacks. Uh, Marquez White, he seemed like a guy that would have, like, a really hard time making the team, and he might still have a hard time making the team, but I don't know. He's playing like a guy that's just telling them, you can't cut me right now. Uh, so I think that's a good cornerback there. Jordan Lewis, uh, Jordan Lewis has – he has really – people – underestimate him because of his size, but he was one of the best, well, he was the best slot cornerback in college football last year. He has long arms. He can play really well. I think you got Orlando Skandrick on the team there still, and he's he's looked like the Orlando Skandrick of old. He's playing really well um, in these practices, and in the, and he hadn't had any 
time to play in the preseason game, but he has looked really good in these practices. Byron Jones has looked good. Um, Jeff Heath is somebody that, you know, the Cowboys were willing to let Barry Church go because they saw that Jeff Heath was making plays, so he's going to have to continue that. Um, I think it's just, like I said, I go back to it's a really young defense. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to see it to believe it. But I think that they're going to be a lot better than most people give them credit for. And the secondary, I think, is going to be probably their best attribute going forward because that's where they have guys like Byron Jones, Orlando Skandrick, and uh, Jeff Heath and things like that. So I think that they will end up showing you they they spent all these resources on secondary, on secondary players because they want guys that make plays on the ball because that's not what their defense has been doing over the past couple of years. Wrapping up here with Michael Sizemore of bloggingtheboys.com. We ask all the beat reporters who have joined us about their Vegas win total. Nine and a half, the same amount for the Giants uh, from Vegas. What do you think, over or under nine and a half for the Cowboys? I think it's over. I think it's definitely over. I don't think you I don't I don't think this team I don't think this team will be thirteen and three, but I see I see eleven and five eleven and five definitely possible and twelve and four if everything goes right. Go to the website, bloggingtheboys.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Mr. Sizemore. Michael Sizemore, thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again in the regular season. Thank you. All right, uh, so that keeps our streak continued there, Andrew. We have another over. But, I mean, I, I could see another over with the Cowboys. I think, I think the that's Cowboys realistic. are a 10-win team this year. Uh, I will take the under. Okay. I will take the under only because as I scurry to pull up the uh, scurry to pull up the record, I mean, the Cowboys' record is tougher or schedule is tougher this year. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be some regression, um, and, and I understand everybody's like, well, I mean, why does there have to be regression? I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I just think you're asking a lot of a second-year guy – uh, a quarterback, a second-year running back, an offensive line that's being rebuilt a little bit, and you're asking a defense that's not very good to... Well, I agree with the defense part, and I I agree with the Zeke part. I don't think Zeke can quite be as spectacular as he was last year, but I just think that Dak is, is going to be better this year. I agree with him because Dak has improved each and every year over the last five or six years of his career in football, not in the NFL, obviously, but also at Mississippi State. So I think you're going to get a little better... Dak, I liked his point on maybe seeing a few more interceptions, but also a few more yards, a few more shots down the field. Here's my thing, and I hinted at it with my question. I think this corner, cornerback and safety group is going to be trash. Well, I agree. They, they turned to Nolan Carroll, who was arguably oh, one of the worst corners Ugh. in football for the Eagles last year, and they gladly decided not to sign him. Um, all right, so week 13 in Dallas, Thursday, November 30th. Uh, Andrew has the skins at 6-5 and five right now. What say you, November 30th? Yeah, and I picked him to win the last time around, so I'm going to go ahead and give him a loss here on the road. Look, things are about to get rough here for the Skins. This, this schedule is, is tough, but I think on the road you give Dallas the edge purely based on that fact. Henny, I believe you had them beating the Giants at home on Thursday night, November 23rd. What say you, November 30th, down in Dallas the next Thursday? At first I was going to say that it was going to be a win, but either way, I still feel like Washington and the Cowboys is going to split regardless. But if I feel that Dallas is going to win in Washington, then I'm going to say that Washington is going to win in Dallas. All right. So, ironically, we all get the 6-6 six and because six I have the, the Redskins winning this game. I think they win down in Big D. 
I'm not afraid of the uh, home field advantage for the Dallas Cowboys. So I have them at 6-6. Six and six. We all have them at 6-6 six and six right now, going into the Week 14 game in Los Angeles against the Chargers Sunday, December 10th. We'll talk about that in about uh, 10 minutes here on the show. Uh, let's take a timeout. Coming up after the break, we'll update you on what's going on here at the field as uh, people will start to come in shortly before the 135 practice. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. If the Redskins are in Richmond, then we're on the air live from training camp. Listen to live coverage exclusively on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM and ESPNRichmond.com. Why do we love pizza so much? Is it the hot and gooey mozzarella cheese? The fresh baked dough? The fact that we get to choose our toppings and crust? We know you love pizza, and your friends at Papa John's want you to get your pizza without ever paying full cost again. As an ESPN 950 listener, you can save 30% off any menu item when you order online at papajohns.com and enter the promo code ESPN950. That's pizzas, breadsticks, wings, and desserts online at papajohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. Uptown Alley, Richmond's 57,000-square-foot family entertainment venue and restaurant is ready for the start of football season. We've got 38 lanes of bowling and two bars, including a 16-foot projection screen and 70-inch HD TVs. Stop by on Sundays for our Red Zone specials on bowling and games. We've also got the best live music on Friday and Saturday nights, plus we can host up to 1,500 people for your group outing. For more, check out UptownAlleyRichmond.com or find us on Facebook. Uptown Alley is located at 6101 Brad McNear Parkway in Midlothian. This is a national health care alert from the Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You could qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Get free delivery, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers at no charge to you. So if you're on Medicare and have knee pain, don't wait. You may qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost. Friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have other pain-relieving braces, too, for your shoulder, ankle, or back. You may be eligible to get these items and more at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Our friendly representatives are standing by now to help you, so please call now. Call 800-949-0245. That's 800-949-0245. Again, 800-949-0245. That's 800-949-0245. City Dogs is a proud sponsor of the Washington Redskins training camp live coverage. Heard exclusively on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Andrew Wallace. Former Hokie cornerback Brandon Flowers announced his retirement on Instagram this morning. Flowers played in the NFL for nine seasons for the Chargers and Chiefs, but suffered a concussion last year in Week 10, which is one reason cited as to why he will retire. The Jaguars have placed ex-UVA player Brandon Albert on the reserve slash retired list after a report surfaced stating that Albert wished to unretire and return to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Albert originally announced he was retiring last week. VCU basketball product Lamar Taylor has pled guilty to conspiring to defraud Medicaid and evading personal income taxes. Taylor could receive up to 15 years in prison. Redskins wide receiver Josh Doxson remains day-to-day with a strained hamstring. Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Norman, and Terrell Pryor took rest days yesterday afternoon. The team resumes camp. They will have a 135 practice 
this afternoon. Our coverage will go until 6 o'clock. A.J. Cole will start tonight for the Nats in Game 2 against the Marlins. We will have that game for you at 6.30. Michael A. Taylor will spend a recovery week at A Harrisburg before the Nats plan on bringing him back up. The Flying Squirrel start a homestand. That will last through Sunday, beginning with the 6.35 first pitch tonight against Portland. It's 12.38. You're up to date on the Richmond Sports Center, ESPN 950-1027 FM. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. While a soccer ball looks like a perfect sphere, it's actually oval. The black and white checkerboard pattern just makes it look round. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. I owe the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I called Tax Solutions Now, and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now, and they got the IRS off my back. Our agents know the rules, can stop the pain, and get you the best deal. Call 800-921-4588. This report is brought to you by Compassion International. Never thought of yourself as a hero. That's what you'll be for a child in poverty when you become a sponsor with Compassion International. To find out how you can release a child from poverty right now, go to Compassion.com slash radio. City Dogs voted one of the 10 best hot dog restaurants in Virginia by bestthingsinvirginia.com. Stop by and see for yourself. 1309 West Main Street or 1316 East Cary Street. Think you know who will dominate the PGA Championship leaderboard? Give us your picks, and you could win a free foursome with cart to Hunting Hawk Golf Club. Get all the details and make your selections in the Hunting Hawk Golf Challenge at ESPNRichmond.com. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back. Quick segment here uh, out at Redskins Train Camp. The gates have just opened. People are streaming in for the 135 practice. Jay Gruden, I'm assuming, will speak around 115. We'll bring you that here on ESPN at 950, 102.7 FM. It looked like, Andrew, now we are on the far side of everything. So on the opposite field, looked like the Redskins were trying out or working out some wide receiver types. Uh, the tryout is over, so I expect somebody, one of the intrepid reporters who cover this team, to ask Coach Gruden about the tryouts. But it looked like some uh, some weapons could be uh, working out over in the other field. I feel handcuffed here to the tent because normally I would have sprinted over there and gotten you the scoop, Matt, but I got obligations, I guess. Well, that and you wouldn't have known necessarily who those people were anyway. Not that, uh, you know, but they probably weren't very noticeable and known people who uh, were working out. But it looked like they were uh, wide receiver types. Um, one was especially lanky. One had really green gloves, and I mean, I, that's about as far as I could see. Details, here. man. You got a you got a career. Well, I'm just saying, you know, as you be, we are the eyes uh, for the listeners, and uh, there was three guys that were working out. So we'll see if uh, any of them get signed. We'll see what happens there um, with regards to the wide receiver position, because you know, there's several people that are banged up there. Yeah, they've had a few absences, and that's given some guys on this roster a chance to perform and they've stepped up i've been very impressed with robert davis and zach pascal who we'll hear from likely in the one o'clock hour as i spoke to him yesterday so these guys who were lower down on the depth chart for the skins have have stood out and taken advantage of opportunities but certainly can't hurt to take a look at some new guys it wasn't a long look though like you said it was a 10 minutes yeah throw them a bunch of bat pass routes and see what happens i just kind of wonder like what you accomplish in that setting you know like i'm not questioning it because i'm sure every team does it 
but I am curious to know, like, you're bringing in NFL talent at the wide receiver well, position. Yeah, but you don't know if they're undrafted guys. You don't know if they're veterans. If they're veterans, it's a little different. But if they're undrafted guys, you know, the last video you have of undrafted guys is college because chances are they weren't at the uh, combine. Yeah, but y even if you bring in a guy from Southwest Central College and they played one year, you would imagine they at least have some skills. I mean, you have guys who didn't even play in Mo Ali Cox who were on the 90-man roster for certain teams. And so I think that once you reach a certain level, maybe throwing a guy a football isn't necessarily worth it. But maybe that's why they only spent 10 minutes doing it. Right. And we'll see if any of them actually made the cut and will actually make the roster. Uh, let's take a timeout. Coming up, we will do another op uh, opponent preview uh, this hour. Jack Wang out of uh, Los Angeles. Talk a little San Diego. Not San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. Psych. Yes, the Los Angeles Chargers are next on the Redskins schedule. We'll do that next. You're listening to ESPN 950 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Here at City Dogs, we have created 13 unique hot dogs famous for the cities they originated from. Voted one of the 10 best hot dog restaurants in the state by bestofvirginia.com. Stop by today to try one of our featured dogs, such as... The Coney Island Sabret is a 100% all-beef dog, generously topped with homemade chili, spicy mustard, onions, and cheese. City Dogs has two locations, 1316 East Cary Street in Shaco Slip and 1309 West Main Street in The Fan. Redskins fans, be part of Redskins training camp in Richmond, Virginia. For the fifth straight year, the Burgundy and Gold will train at the state-of-the-art Bon Secor Redskins Training Center, and you can be on the sideline to watch practice in person. Get started Thursday, July 27th. There are 23 open practices, and admission is free. Go to Redskins.com, click on the training camp tab for all the info. Schedules, parking, 23 open practices, July 27th through August 13th. Redskins.com has the details. We'll see you in Richmond for Redskins Training Camp 2017. Hey, folks, this is Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue with the second Barbecue Minute. The subject today, real barbecue. According to the USDA and real barbecuers like me, real barbecue is meat or poultry that is cooked with wood or charcoal as the only heat and smoke source. Sorry, but gas, electricity, steaming, and boiling, some of the favorites of individuals and restaurants who make what I call cheater barbecue, just can't make the real stuff. Using 100% wood or wood charcoal paired with wood chunks or chips imparts a deep down smokiness without dishonoring the traditional methods of real barbecue. Go the extra mile to your favorite store and buy an all-wood smoker or pit with an offset firebox. Pick up some natural chunk charcoal or fresh-cut hickory branches and commence to barbecuing for real. Keep the traditions of real barbecue alive like we do down on the boulevard at Buzz and Ned. Go put a hurting on that cheating neighbor's stuff he calls barbecue. Interested in a part-time job, a career change? Call Inside School of Investigations. Get certified in investigations, armed and unarmed security, special conservator of the peace, bail bondsman, and bail enforcement agent. Classes held weekends, weekdays, and evenings. Get enrolled. Call 674-9577. Inside Investigations is not only the best training school in Virginia, they're also a full-service investigation agency having infidelity or domestic problems child custody child support issues criminal or civil cases facing criminal charges need a witness are you incarcerated inside investigations can gather information to assist in getting you back in court for your habeas or clemency petition background checks video surveillance contact inside investigations 674-9577 or online at www.insideinvestigations.com 
www.insideinvestigations.info or email inside13 at comcast.net. All calls confidential. Call Inside Investigations to get the facts. 674-9577. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 auto insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-749-2984. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-749-2984. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-749-2984. That's 800-749-2984. Once more, 800-749-2984. This is Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, a proud sponsor of Redskin Training Camp, heard right here on ESPN 950 and ESPN950AM.com. Get ready to huddle up. When football season returns, so do the Spiders and the Redskins. Your home for college and NFL football all season. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. NFC East rivals. Out of conference action. The NFL season is a 17-week climb. Who stands in the Redskins' path on their way to a playoff spot? This is today's Opponent Preview. Part 2, Opponent Preview uh, for the Washington Redskins as the gates are open here at the training camp and uh, 135's practice. Week 14, the Redskins head out to Los Angeles Sunday, December 10th for a 4 You're listening kickoff. to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training. Sunday, uh, December 10th at 4.05 against the Chargers. Joining us now, covers the Chargers for the Daily News, the OC Register, and the rest of the Southern California News Group, Jack Wang. Jack, how's it going? Jack, how's it going? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Jack. How's it going? Great, how are you? Good. Um, I guess let's start off with a big-picture question here. How is the Chargers' move to Los Angeles being received by the people there now that they're going to play their season uh, in a soccer stadium? You know, I think it's kind of mixed so far. You know, unlike the Rams last year who, who came out, um, you know, came back to kind of a groundswell of excitement just because it, it had been two decades you know, since they left and went to St. Louis, they had had, you know, a, a long history in the Los Angeles area and um, was also kind of breaking the drought of Los Angeles not having an, an NFL team. You know, the Chargers spent the last, you know, 50-some years in San Diego. This is not a team that has a lot of uh, – doesn't have a strong built-in fan base here, uh, a little bit more in Orange County, uh, especially the parts that are kind of adjacent to San Diego – and they're they're coming so soon after the Rams did. So it's kind of a little bit for, for the casual football fan. It's kind of like deja vu. Um, there there's not as much of a reason I think to to necessarily get excited um, for a new team. Um, but I think you know there are there are some 
fans that are that are pretty pumped up. Um, I think there are probably going to be some people that still follow them up from San Diego. Um, having been out here at training camp in Costa Mesa for a couple weeks now, you, you see uh, people with San Diego shirts and San Diego hats. Uh, but we'll see. You know, um, If they're good, I think it'll be a pretty exciting atmosphere there in Stubhub Center. If they're not, uh, it could get pretty ugly. Uh, let's go on the field. And of course, you have to start out with Phillip Rivers in what seems to be his 900th year in the NFL. How does he look so far early in training camp? He looks pretty good, you know, and that was the thing last year, too. You know, he looked really good through the first half of the season. I think he's he's still definitely among um, one of the better quarterbacks in, in the NFL. I think you can probably safely put him in the top ten. Um, probably has a good argument for being in the top five. Just made a sixth Pro Bowl. But last year, you know, towards that second half of the season, you could see his arm, you know, probably really getting fatigued. He was throwing a lot of interceptions. Um, he, he ended up leading the league, I think with 20, some 21, 22 interceptions and, but only, only through four of them through his first seven games, you know, and I think there's, they definitely asked him to do a lot more, uh, than maybe he's capable of doing at this age, uh, just turned 35 years old, uh, not too long ago. And you see that in their draft where they took a receiver, uh, at number seven overall, took two offensive linemen in the next two rounds, another one, uh, I think it was in the fifth or sixth round, really made an effort to surround him with a better cast and just take advantage of, of the, you know, the division contention window that they still have with him um, before they really have to look uh, toward developing a young quarterback. It's already been hit a little bit early by injuries, too, as well. The Chargers have. You have Forrest Lamp getting banged up. He's out for the season. And then Mike Williams on the pup list. That's pretty tough dealings when you talk about two ads for the team in the first two rounds there. Yeah, yeah. You know, looking at the Chargers the last two years, especially last season, really, really terrible luck with injuries. Forrest Lamp tore ACL last week in training camp, just a non-contact Thing. I think it was their second day in pads. And he, you go back to last season, that's the, the sixth ACL terrace that they've had. You know, there's Keenan Allen uh, and Jason Verrett, who are kind of both practicing now uh, in various capacities. But you know, a team that for the last couple of years, you can ask a lot of what ifs. You know, it's a very talented roster on paper, but the biggest thing is that they, they haven't been able to get through a, a full season healthy. And, you know, the, the injuries that they've had so far with Mike Williams still being out uh, with his the, the hurt disc herniation in his lower back, it's unclear as to what his availability will be this season. It's definitely not a good start um, on, the, on the injury front. What about Joey Bosa? You talk about him coming into his second year, and he's really looking to improve upon a season last year that was surprisingly impressive, 10.5 sacks for him. What are the expectations since he's, we found out he's been playing with dislocation in one of his fingers. So what are the expectations in year two for Joey Bosa? You know, I think he's only going to get better. You know, you look at what he was able to do last year despite um, missing all of training camp, missing the first four weeks of the season with his hamstring injury. Yeah, he's got a dislocated finger, but, you know, for a pass rusher, I don't know if that's the uh, – I think you can get by with, you know, uh, having that – wrapped up pretty good, uh, maybe a splint or something around it. You look at Jason Pierre-Paul, he seems to be doing okay with 
you know, um, I think it's three fingers left on that hand. Um, and having Melvin Ingram with him for, for a second straight year, that's going to be a defensive line that's really tough to handle. And again, I think it's a matter of, of making sure everyone stays healthy. You know, Brandon Meebane, who's a veteran, veteran defensive tackle, he's reunited with his old Seahawks defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Uh, he missed the last few games of, of the previous season with a biceps injury, but he's back in practicing healthy. Pretty much the biggest question mark uh, for this team on offense and defense is, is health. What about the hire of Anthony Lynn as head coach? How do you th- what did you think about the hire when it was made, and how do you think he's going to do in his first season? You know, I, I think it was, it was an interesting hire. Um, you usually don't see a guy jump from a position coach to a, an NFL head coach over the course of one season. You know, he, his only experience as offensive coordinator uh, was last season um, when he replaced – well, when he was promoted, I think about two or three games into the year, uh, had been a running backs coach pretty much his whole career before that. Um, but I think the flip side of that is I think fans and media can get really hung up on, you know, we got to get the, the next uh, next hot coordinator, whether, whether that's offensive or defensive. And those aren't skills that necessarily translate to being head coach. You know, a head, as a head coach, you're probably not going to be responsible for most of the the scheming, you know, you can you can hire a good staff and defer to them, and kind of just it's more much it's much more about the big picture. And if they, you know, they talked about leadership qualities in Anthony Lynn, and he, I think he definitely projects that. Um, kind of a very straightforward, no nonsense guy. Doesn't doesn't really uh, waste words. So I think when the the sense that you get from players is that when he does. When he does speak, then you have the tendency to listen because it's probably something that's important. So I think still wait and see on whether or not it works out for him as a head coach. But reasons for optimism, I would say. Uh, Wrapping up here as we talk about the Los Angeles Chargers, we ask everybody who comes on the show about their team's Vegas win total. Uh, A lot of optimism for the Chargers despite a a 7.5 win total from Vegas. Do you think they go over or under that? Ooh. I'll go over. I think they can hit. I think they can hit 500. All right. Uh, we will uh, check out your work on the OCRegister.com and in the LA Daily News and the rest of the Southern California News Group. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack. We'll talk again during the regular season. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that is uh, Jack Wang of the uh, LA Daily News, OC Register, and the rest of the Southern California News Group at the Jack Wang on Twitter. And we almost had our first under. He thought about it. He, he was, thought about it. He was considering it. He heard the other ones, and he's like, well, I can't be the other guy. So, <laughs> the, And the last two we have are the Cardinals and the Broncos, and I don't think any of those people are going to be unoptimistic about those two teams either. So we may complete a perfect, what is it, 12 opponents all going over the uh, Vegas win total? It's possible. I'm going to sit on another loss here, though, for the Redskins as we turn to our predictions. I, I don't. I think this is a really tough stretch, one that maybe if they can find themselves, they are able to bounce back and prove me wrong here at the conclusion of the season. But I got them at 6-7 and seven right now, Matt. Henny, what do you got? 6-6 six and six entering this one. I'm going to give Washington the win just off the scrimp that the Chargers play in a soccer stadium. I think that's just, I don't know, that's just weird. So I'll just give Washington the benefit of the doubt, and they'll squeak out a win. 
Uh, okay, so uh, I think the Redskins also win this game. I've got them at 7-6. and six. I think they go out to Los Angeles. I think a lot of Redskins fans make the trip. I think it goes well for the Redskins who have extra time to prepare considering um, the Dallas game was on the 30th and this game's on the 10th. So I have 7-6. and six. Henny and I have 7-6. and six. Andrew is 6-7 and seven with three games left to go. Cardinals and Broncos at home at the New York Giants. Let's take a timeout. One hour down, one more to go. Coming up in hour number two, we will talk a little more Redskins training camp. We'll talk some Brandon Albert. We'll also hear from Coach Jay Gruden as we get you set for practice here. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Patient First is currently accepting applications for radiologic technologists, medical laboratory technicians, and technologists and nurses to be part of its medical centers in the greater Richmond area. Reap the rewards of a competitive salary and an extensive benefits package. Apply online at patientfirst.com. Patient First, an equal opportunity.